This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Teresa Dawson. Teresa is a is a chief nursing officer at Oakland Hospital. She's had a magnificent career. She's going to talk to us today about the big challenges facing chief nursing officers, about her career, about Oakland Hospital, and a lot more. Teresa, can you take a moment and, and tell us about, you know, I'd ask you mostly about the University of Illinois at some point, but we'll start with talking about Chief Nursing Officer and Oakland Hospital. Can you tell us about those? Sure. Um, Oakland Hospital is a small, independent hospital in South Central Michigan. Uh, we're 94 beds, still independent, which is, of course, uh, almost unheard of nowadays, facing some of the same challenges as most. As the chief nursing officer, I'm not only overall, of course, the nursing staff here, but I also have responsibility over um, many of the other clinical areas, such as cardiopulmonary, laboratory, radiology, pharmacy, um, because, as you might imagine, we're very small. Well, thank you. And talk a little bit about recruiting, retaining in the community you're in. I mean, throughout the nation, people are having challenges recruiting, retaining, you know, enough people, making margins work. Talk a little bit about what does recruiting and retaining look like today? Um, I've been doing this for almost 40 years now, and I have to say, today's world, post-pandemic, I, I say post-pandemic, it's not really official yet, has been some of the biggest challenges I think I've ever faced regarding staffing. We have been fortunate to retain many of our nurses, many of which are experienced nurses, uh, and I think that's because of a couple things. Um, our culture here is more family-oriented. We are very proud of our quality scores, and we are very careful about hiring practices that help support that positive environment. Not to say that we haven't had our challenges as far as we have a number of agency people working for us. Uh, of course, that's very costly. So we try to fill our positions as soon as we can. And one of our feeder programs is our local community college that um, actually has a nursing program. And we try to grow our own, if you will. And take a moment on this. The integration of staff and travel nurses into a long-term workforce is that challenging culturally, or is that just the norm today and it, and it works out fine? Um, it can be challenging. What we do is we don't just say, hey, I need a nurse for my med surge floor. Um, we actually go through an interview process. And so if the agency applicant doesn't feel like a good fit, we don't do it. Um, we find if we bring in the wrong fit, you spend more time dealing with some of the backlash from uh, your um, permanent staff and things like of that nature. So we are really careful about who we bring in as an agency person, making sure they fit with the rest of our crew. Because as a traveler, everybody knows they're probably making a little bit more per hour, or at least their, their agency's making more per hour. And so there's this, there's this issue of, are they mercenary? Are they a team player? So they almost have to bend over backwards to be a true team player to fit in well, don't they? Yes, they do. And you're right. I mean, they um, they talk amongst each other. Uh, the nurses that were here and stayed here know that the agency nurses are making much more than they are. But if they fit in well and respect each other, uh, they can work together. And of course, without that agency nurse there, 
um, their workloads would be um, just impossible. So um, they just don't uh, chat about it a lot, if you will. Um, they respect each other. And um, as long as they um, do that, we seem to be doing okay on a daily basis. Well, you know, it really seems that as part of the chief nursing officer, it's like it's like a it's like a sports team is bringing in inside and outside players and trying to make it all work. But recognize we need the outside players too to make this work. So it's really become a, you know, a part of sort of at least understanding the cultural issues and trying to make it all work. And it seems like doing a remarkable job. And it's an issue playing out every place in the country. Talk yes, for a second is. about the big pri- the big priorities this year. What are you most excited about this year? What are the big priorities? Well, from the from the most excited part, I um, I have to say this is the first time in almost three years it feels like we're getting back to some normal. Um, and in that sense, I mean our agency use has gone down, which is good. We are starting to see uh, less and less death, if you will, uh, not as many COVID numbers. We have been able to relax some of our testing policies, COVID testing policies. It just feels like we are starting to enter a phase of maybe we can get back to what we once knew as normal. Um, of course, we all know that I don't think we'll ever be back to where we were pre-pandemic in a lot of ways. So that kind of rolls into the biggest challenge, which is our, of course, the financial end of the picture. Um, uh, healthcare, as you know, across the board has been hit hard financially. And it's going to be a struggle to get out of that hole. Um, so our biggest challenge today, and I say our because it is our senior leadership team, is um, like every other healthcare agency, trying to put together a budget that uh, makes sense and can keep you afloat for the next year. Um, you know, supply chain issues, some of the 340B pharmacy carve-outs and things that have just taken a, a big chunk of financial stability away from hospitals um, across the nation. A hundred percent. And you spent time, went back to do an MBA. How important is that to be able to mix those roles of being a chief clinical, chief nursing officer, together with understanding the business of what's going on in the entire sort of ecosystem and both the commitment to the to the MBA, but more important, that commitment to lifelong learning. Can you talk about that for a moment? Well, um, you know, as a nurse, we when we first I started out in a, a regular associate degree program, pre licensure program, you're not taught business um, along the way, and when you get into uh, leadership roles, and as you advance in leadership roles. The importance of uh, understanding the business side of things um, cannot be uh, underestimated. Um, I look, I also look to my colleagues, the CFO and our CEO is also a past CFO, um, to teach me uh, a lot of the language that uh, is, quite frankly, uh, foreign to me as a nurse um, in the past. So, uh, it's very important to understand, you know, bond covenances, uh, you know, just things that were <laughs> completely unknown to me uh, previous to learning more about business. Um, and healthcare is a business, a huge business. And, um, you know, as things are kind of worrisome right now, that's where our focus has to be. 
Thank you very, very much. Any advice you would give to other evolving leaders, a, you know, a nurse practitioner, a nurse, a leader, any kind of leader that, that wants to evolve in leadership, what advice do you give to other evolving leaders? Well, obviously, you've just mentioned, you know, continuing to educate yourself on things that are maybe outside of your normal uh, area of expertise, business, um, I have spent time, a lot of time on leadership in particular, and I think what the last three years have really taught me is that being flexible is essential. You have to be able to day-to-day make decisions that uh, change frequently. Being transparent, um, keeping everybody informed about what's going on, why it's going on, uh, why decisions are being made, and, and involving anybody in those decisions that you can. And keeping open to solutions or ideas, because as we tackle something none of us had ever experienced before, uh, I don't think we could have made it through without People coming to the table with ideas. How about this? Will this work? Um, redeployment of staff and things that you wouldn't normally do unless you were in a disaster situation that usually lasts a couple hours at best. We've been doing this for almost three years. So there's a lot of resilience that is necessary as well. No, thank you so much. Teresa, thank you for your leadership. What a remarkable career and in, in, in growth and continued good luck at Oakland Hospital. I, I know a challenge, but thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Just remarkable. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you.